this generation, Evangelist Rima Duncan. He was with us last year in the month of November. He's with us tonight. He'll be with us Friday night. Amen. And he'll be with us Sunday morning. And we're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. All week long. Amen. Amen. We are so delighted to have Brother and Sister Duncan here and their uh, little baby. Not, he was a baby last year, but he's not a baby anymore. He's, he's, he's growing up. Judah Duncan. And we're so thankful for this family. Let's stand and clap our hands as Brother Duncan comes to take this pulpit. God bless you, Brother Duncan. Amen. Take your liberty. Come on, let's lift it up to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you ought to give God a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. 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 The presence of the Lord is in this place. Turn to your person next to you and say, I like what I feel. I feel what I like. Praise God. Hallelujah. Definitely an honor and a privilege to be back at FAC Cincinnati. And thank you, Pastor Urshan, for the invitation to come back and be with this wonderful church, wonderful people of God, celebrating this uh, youth week. And uh, I feel like the Lord is going to do some special things in our services this week. And it seems to me that there's some young people that came ready to respond to the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you agree with that, say amen. amen. And if you ain't going to say amen, just nod or something. Shake, you know, shake your hand, wave at me or something. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thankful for the Spirit of the Lord that's in this place. Hallelujah. Well, you, well we might as well just, you know, have church these next few services. And uh, if, you, if you don't like the type of atmosphere that's in this place tonight, you're not really going to enjoy heaven. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. Most of us, our minds on that mansion. Yeah, I want, I want my mansion. Give me my mansion. We're going to be rejoicing evermore when we get over yonder. We're going to sing and shout and dance about when we get over yonder. Oh, won't we have a time? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I did uh, travel with my family. Uh, they are not with us tonight, but they'll be with us the rest of the week. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go into the word of the Lord, book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, with all that is going on in our world right now, and the uh, turbulent times across our nation, I do feel compelled of the Lord to preach along the lines of something I really don't preach a about a lot. Probably I don't, I don't really hear a lot of people preach about this a lot, but I feel like this is what God has laid on my heart tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, As it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man 
the things. Everybody say the things. The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. How many love the Lord tonight? Well, I've got, a, I've got good news for you. God has prepared some things for those that love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to preach along the lines of the things that God has prepared. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why don't you lift your hands and let's ask God to bless the remainder of this service. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence, your power, your spirit. It's already moving in this house. We ask you, Lord God, to open our hearts and our minds to hear your word, to apply it, to own it, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to personalize, Lord, your word. These next few services that we'll spend together in this youth revival. I pray in the name of Jesus that you fill everyone that is empty. Heal everyone that is hurting or sick, Lord God. Let your supernatural power be loosed in every one of these services, Lord God. Loose your angels in this house, Lord God, to minister to your people, to every soul that has stepped foot in this sanctuary. In the mighty name of Jesus, we'll put it all in your hands, Lord God, so your spirit can have the preeminence in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. And as you're seated, say amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I understand that everyone, under the sound of my voice, not only the young people that are here, we all have goals in our life and achievements that we'd like to see realized at some point in our lifetime. Some would like to earn a certain degree. Others aspire to be in a particular career field. Some want to be married by a certain age. Many would like to experience the joy of raising children. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to find love. Everybody wants to be happy. Now, with all these things being said, I am sober to the thought and to the fact that none of these things are truly for sure. There is only one thing that is for sure in this life, whether we choose to embrace it or not. It is death. That's the reason why we purchase life insurance. It's the reason why we develop our last will and testament. It's the reason why we pre-plan and pre-pay for our funeral and burial arrangements. We all know that there will be an end to living in this flesh. We will not live in this body a very long time when you measure it up to eternity. The CIA uh, produced a publication called The World Factbook, and in this book, they say that the current average human lifespan is approximately 66 and a half years. And there is a research firm called the Selected Data on Aging and says that 30% of American adults will live beyond 65 years of age. That means if the most 
popular target retirement age is 65, only three out of 10 individuals sitting in this room will get to retire or even enjoy their life saving. Therefore, it would be very appropriate to say that we are not the masters of our own destiny. And as the people of God, we must understand that there are other entities that determine the outcome of our future. And the only part that we play is in choosing which entity we allow to influence the direction we take toward our final destination. And quite frankly, there are only two influences that we can choose from, darkness or light carnal or the spiritual, the temporal or the eternal, the earthly or the heavenly, good or evil. A few years ago, there was a, a very popular saying uh, in youth culture, an acronym called YOLO. Y-O-L-O means you only live once. And this acronym carried a subtle connotation that people needed to do whatever they wanted to do at that point in time because once death arrives, there's nothing left. Therefore, things like bucket lists become popular because the idea is that our existence is limited and we need to enjoy every pleasure this world has to offer before we go. Carpe diem, seize the day. Live for here and now. However, I'd like to draw our attention tonight to the verse in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19 that tells us, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. In other words, our existence extends past the lifetime we spend in this human body. And our walk with God as well as our walk without God goes beyond our years here on earth. There is a life that we will have to live after the one we live here on earth. And I don't know about the rest of society, but I'm determined that I'm not just living for the here and now, but I'm living to live again. Praise God. Because I know that after I die, there's something that I'm waiting on, that I'm hoping for, that is prepared for me. Hallelujah. I'm headed somewhere after I die. I'm headed somewhere after this life. And I definitely know where I want to go. And I definitely know where I don't want to go. I want to go to heaven. Anybody agree with me today? And I definitely don't want to end up in a place of damnation called hell. You get to this place, your final destination, one decision at a time. And so... During this service, I'd like to spend time laying out our options for eternity. After death, we only have two places that we can end up after this life. The first place I'd like to describe is found in the Bible. And Jesus is describing this place, and he says in Matthew chapter 25, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. This place that I'm describing to you tonight is not a place that was intended for you. This place was intended for 
all the celestial or heavenly beings that fall, fall, was falling due to rebellion and disobedience. This place is not a figurative place. It's not a place of imagination. It's not a place of myth or legend. But this place is a literal place. And this place was not created for human beings. This place called hell. It was created for the devil and all the fallen angels. This place is a place that you don't want to end up in. We don't want to go to a place that God did not intend for us to go. We don't want to get to a place, a destination that God did not intend for us to spend our eternity. This place is a place that people do not want to go to because it's a place of eternal separation from God. It is the second death. It is where the worm dieth not. It is called the torments or the flame. It's a place where there's much weeping and gnashing of teeth. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a place that you don't want to go to. This place is a place of unquenchable fire, impenetrable darkness. It's a place of contempt and a place of disgrace, a place of dishonor and a place of shame, a place of calamity. Hell is a place full of physical torment and mental anguish and spiritual destruction. It's a place of humiliation and confusion, of sorrow and sadness. This place, above all those things, is so bad because it's a place of eternal separation from God. There is no water. There is no refreshing. There is no resting. There is no rejoicing. There is no peace. There is no purpose. There is no mercy. There is no grace. There is no hope. There is no help. There is no returning. And there is no repentance. Hell is a place that you don't want to go to. Hallelujah. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death hell is a place that you don't want to go to hallelujah God does not send anybody to hell but the devil wants everybody to go to that place with him because that was a place that was intended for him to go but he doesn't want to go alone so he'll tempt you he'll influence you he'll try to draw your mind and your affections to make you go to a place that God did not intend for you to go hallelujah hallelujah it's a place that God did not intend for you to go but there is a place that God hath prepared for his people and scripture says I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things, hallelujah, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have a chance to get to this place that God has prepared for his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This place is a place of everlasting life. It's a place for those that love him. This place is not a figurative place, as some may try to teach. It's not a place or a figment of your imagination. This place is not a place of myth or fictional place. It's not a place of legend, but this is a very real place. This place is just as real as you and me are sitting here now. This place called heaven is the place that God has prepared for you and me. Hallelujah. And I've got good news for you tonight that there is no weeping in this place. There is no sorrow in this place. There is no sadness in this place. There is no sickness in this place there is no depression in this place there is no loneliness in this place there is no anxiety no insecurities no cancer no diabetes there is no oh hallelujah this place is a place of joy and gladness this place is a place of rejoicing that is prepared for you and me you want to go to this place. This place called heaven is the place of paradise. And oh, I want to see him to look upon his face. There to see forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares are past. I'm home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as much as you would like to gain much things to yourself in this life, there is no joy like the joy you will feel in that place. Oh, hallelujah. If you hit the lottery tomorrow morning, that is if you play that type of stuff, there is no joy. There is no rejoicing like the rejoicing you're going to feel in that place. The Bible tells us that this place is a prepared place. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm going to a place... <laughs> And you're going to be in that place. But you only get there one decision at a time. So that means every day I wake up, everything I choose to do, I am choosing to go or not to go to this place that God has prepared for me. When I get up and I choose to pray or not to pray, I am charting my course toward the final destination that God has prepared for me or he has prepared for my enemy. Hallelujah. And I don't want to end up in a place that God did not prepare for me because it's not a place that I'm going to feel comfortable in. Praise God. I want to get to the place that God has prepared for me. It's a prepared place. There's some things that God has prepared for his people. You see, he, he didn't just say, come on and sit down with me and hang out in this place called heaven, there's some very detailed preparation that God has made for his people to be happy in this place. You see, when we get to this place, when we finally get to this place, we're going to enter through those pearly gates. 
And you know, we use the term pearly gates. The Bible never said pearly gates. The Bible says that the gate was made of pearl. Not pearls, pearl. So if you'd imagine like your granite countertop or a marble column or something that's made of pure alabaster or something of a precious like stone, that pure pearl. The gates were made of one pearl. Oh, hallelujah. And when we enter the gates, the Bible says that there are 12 gates, three on the north, three on the west and the east, and three on the south. And then there's walls that were made of pure jasper. Hallelujah. And when we enter that city, we're going to look at those gates and we're going to be in awe of the majesty and the, the wonder, the splendor of what God has done and took time out to prepare something for all. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Into those gates. And the Bible says that we're going to be walking on some very precious things. The Bible says there are 12 foundations. There are many that believe that means there are 12 levels in this place. The Bible says the city lies four square. About 1,500 miles long and 1,500 miles wide. When it says four square, it means that the measurements are asymmetrical. It's equal in every measurement. So the Bible says that it's about 1,500 miles wide and 1,500 miles long. That's about 2.2 million square miles in this place. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the foundation, the foundations of this place are of pure gemstone. Not of stones, of pure stone. Think of a big old ruby. You know, we, we, we go to Menards and Home Depot and Lowe's and we, we go get a bag of or a ready mix and just pour it in and, and we, we, we think we're laying some foundation. But there's no foundation like the found. Oh, praise Hallelujah. A precious ruby. Hallelujah. Pure ruby. And that's one level. And each of those 12 foundations are made of a different type of stone. There's an emerald foundation and a topaz foundation, a sapphire foundation, and an amethyst. Oh, there's an emerald foundation. Oh, hallelujah. It's made of pure gemstone. Hallelujah. So uh, as we look at concrete, that's going to be the equivalent of value to what those stones are in heaven. It is beneath you what people kill themselves over, what Wall Street executives jump out of buildings over when they lose it. Praise God. You're going to be walking on top of those things. Hallelujah. The streets are going to be made of pure gold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to be walking on top of jewelry, praise the Lord, and gemstones. And there's going to be 2.2 million square miles of all these precious things. And that's just one level. Hallelujah. God has spent some time preparing some things for his people that where he is, that he, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody tell you that God doesn't love you. He has prepared some things for you that where he is, there you may be also. And you're going to like where you're at. You may not like your room right now. You may not like your house right now. You may not like your neighborhood right now. You may not like your school or your job right now. But you will like this place that God has prepared for his people.
going to be no need of electric, nuclear plants, hydroelectric, or any type of solar power generation. Not even going to be the need of stars, the moon, or the sun because the Bible says that the Lamb is the light of that place. And there will be no more night in that place because the Lamb is the light in that, in that good getting up morning. Hallelujah. When we all shall rise, there is a place that God has prepared for his people and I want to go. I want to go to that place. I want to be there to worship him, to praise him, to sing all day long. No more sadness. I'm going to rejoice forevermore in that place. Hallelujah. It's a prepared place. Hallelujah. He didn't just put some things together. He spent some time to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. And if he did so much to prepare some things for us in our future, what do you think he will do for you in your present right now? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like preaching a little while. You see, God did not just prepare some things that you could hope for, but he has some things that are prepared for you even right now. Hallelujah. And if he spent that detail and that much time to prepare some things for our eternity, how much more are you going to enjoy in this body? Hallelujah. The things that God has prepared. The Bible says that he gave us the earnest of our inheritance and we can have a taste of what it will be like in the world to come. It is called the gift of the Holy Ghost. And listen, I'm talking about some things that God has prepared for his people in the Holy Ghost. There is no sorrow in the Holy Ghost. There is no sadness in the Holy Ghost. There is no depression in the Holy Ghost. You can be healed in the Holy Ghost. You can... It's a little bit of heaven on earth when you get the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know the world promotes to you to make sure you get everything you want to get right now. Got to have it now. Got to have that big house now. Got to have that six-figure car right now. I want it now. Right now. I want to get out of my mom's house right now. I want to go get a job right now. Because I want to buy my own clothes right now. And I want to drive my own car right now. Sound like a song, doesn't it? And the bulk of the songs that they're putting in your ears today is full with that stuff. Right now. Go get it. Right now. 
So it doesn't matter what you have to do to get it. Just go get it right now. You're trying to prepare some things for yourself. But when you try to prepare things for yourself, hallelujah, you're always going to fall short of the happiness that you're seeking. But when you get, oh, hallelujah, when you set your affections on things that are above and when you place your treasures in, oh, hallelujah, you will not be disappointed in the things that God has prepared for his people. reason why you can't enjoy life right now is because you haven't tapped into the things that God has prepared for his people. It's not just for a future time, but God has some things right now. Hallelujah. God didn't just preach in his earthly ministry about a kingdom that was to come. He preached about a kingdom that was at hand. Praise God. That means it's not just for a time that is unreachable or nebulous it is for you right now you can have whatever the kingdom has to offer right now it's the things that God has prepared for his people when I get to heaven I'm not going to have all these aches and pains I'm not going to get tired I'm not going to have to walk like I got corns you know do that corn walk because your feet hurt because you're trying to look cute and you bought the wrong shoe size. Mm. I'm going to stop meddling. But we do so much things, end up hurting ourselves in the process. Try to make ourselves happy. Oh, hallelujah. But when we place our stock in the things that God has prepared, he will never let you down with what he blesses you with. Praise God. Not just in the world to come, but in this lifetime right now. Hallelujah. You may not get that big house that you want, but as long as I got King Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you may not. Oh, praise God. You may not get that position at work. You may not acquire the things of this life that you want. But as long as I got the Lord on my side, and not just on my side, but I want him inside. Hallelujah. And when I got him on the inside, there is no... The joy that you will have, guess what? The world didn't give it. So guess what? The world can't take it away. I have got joy because there's some things that God. Let's lift our hands in this house. And if you haven't been living with the Holy Ghost activated in your life every day, you have been living beneath the means of how God intended for you to live. He doesn't just have eternal life for you. He has abundant life for you right now. And you can have it. It's yours. If you just lift your hands, open your mouth, and let him fill you with the power
feel the Holy Ghost. Let's stand in this house. Glory. Hallelujah. Where have you placed your joy? What do you get happiness from today? Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I can hear the spirit echoing the song that the young lady sang earlier in the service. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the other things that are so trivial the things that tend to get our attention the most the things that cause so much sorrow and sadness when we have them or don't have them they will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory hallelujah some things that God has prepared for his people and it's not just for your future. You can taste of it right now. All hands lifted up. You can taste of it right now. Those thoughts that plague in your mind, thoughts of inadequacy of yourself, thoughts that you wish so much other things were going for you, you can't seem to achieve the things that you think is going to make you happy. I got some, I got some things that are prepared for you in this place that God has made available for you. And I don't know what other things you might be thinking about right now. But right now, God has some things for you. And are you willing to receive what God has for you tonight? It's easy to just come into his presence and leave without the things that God has prepared for us. But it's time for you to just put aside how you feel right now and respond to the voice that's speaking in your heart right now. You need to get some things that God has prepared for you. That's the only thing that's going to take you through that sleepless night. That's the only thing that's going to help you to weather the storm in your household. That's the only thing that's going to help you to break the habit and addiction that you want to get rid of. You need some things that God has available and prepared for his people. Lift your hands in this house tonight. If you want what God has prepared for you tonight, I wonder if you can make your way to this area of prayer in the front here. With your hand lifted saying, God, I want it. I want it, Lord. We make so much mistakes going after things 
that were not intended for us and we end up in places that were not intended for us but God has some things that are prepared for his people tonight that's going to get you to the place that you really want to be it's going to get you the happiness that you've been looking for it's going to give you the fulfillment that you've been waiting for the Holy Ghost is in this place it's what God has prepared for his people hallelujah Hallelujah. Thankful for all the young people that came up. But this prayer is not just for the young people. If you feel like you want to come and pray to refocus your mind and your heart on what's important and to put your priorities back on where they need to be, place your hope where it needs to be. It's time for you to come and get some things that God has prepared for you. Oh, one more. Oh, yes. Oh, Holy Spirit, break us. Come and overtake us. Oh, you're the one we're living for. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Spirit, lead us. The heart of Jesus, there is nothing we want more. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, break us, come and overtake us. You're the one we're living for. Holy, holy 